Kay. This is Self Life Love with Dr. K. So I have a lot on my mind right now. I need to vent, y'all. I need to vent. So, and I need to kind of get some things off of my chest. So, um, you know, if you have a, a listening ear right now, please give it to me because I just want to talk about just how things are going right now. But one thing that I am in love with, and my family knows, but I don't know if a lot of my friends know, um, but I love trees. Like trees to me represent nature. They represent tranquility. They represent the presence of God. They represent strength. And because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to go to the Sequoia National Park, which was kind of my birthday gift. We were going to travel to California and go to the National Park and do some hiking and really look at the California Redwoods tree. The California Redwood tree, I'm just obsessed with it. For one, it's the tallest living tree on earth. It reaches up to 379 feet in height without the roots and up to 29 feet in diameter. They are among the oldest living things on earth. And when you see them, I mean, they are massive. They are so like beautiful. It's just like, how can a tree be that beautiful? It's just amazing. It's such a wonder to see. And so I was a little upset that I wasn't able to go and visit those trees because I I just wanted to go and journal and pray and self-reflect, kind of do some mental work for my birthday. And I wasn't able to do that. So I wanted to kind of dedicate this episode to that. But it's not only the nature of the tree, it's the strength. And when you think of the roots that have to stand still and be strong and support that tree. There's just a lot of thinking when you think about that. I mean, it makes you wonder, wow, how can a tree that massive stand so strong and stand so tall through weather, through deterioration, through decay, through fungus, through, you know, climate, just through everything. And it stands through the test of time. And when I look at my life, I look at that very thing. Because being a Black woman, I've had to do that. I've had to be overlooked quite a few times, whether it was a job or, you know, a a role. I was always overlooked. Um, My voice was not always heard. I've had to prove myself. Um, when I, you know, when I have visions and goals and dreams, sometimes they're not supported by certain people. You know, I've had situations with the police department. I think bias was concerned with that. I've been followed around in stores. I've had my car searched. I've been embarrassed by teachers um, calling me out and embarrassing me in front of a class. Um, You know, there's been quite a few different experiences. I mean, I've been ignored. I've been dismissed. 
I've had women come and touch my hair when I had either my afro or my braids. I've had someone call me pretty little girl, um, you know, when I was younger. But when I was older, she said, um, pretty little face. <laughs> so yes, I was in my 30s. And here I had a woman saying pretty little face to me. So, you know, I've had a lot of different experiences that have made me question kind of how I needed to be within my presence. And I've had to really fight through that because we're always taught being a young girl, especially a young black girl, you're always taught be proud of who you are, lift your head up, kind of just like a redwood, okay? Like lift your head up, be strong. Um, don't let the world, don't put the world on your shoulders. Um, you know, we always had to put on this facade of being strong and to suppress our true feelings. And it's not always easy. Sometimes we just need to say, you know, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, then shove it. And that's kind of how I am right now. I'm not going to be suppressed. I'm not going to be silenced. I am educated. I have four college degrees. So I have a doctorate degree. I have two master's degree and I have a bachelor's degree. I'm very successful. I'm married. I have three beautiful children. I pay taxes. I have a beautiful home. I am not going to be ashamed of being smart of being intelligent, of having to, to look nice. I don't want to, you know, be ashamed of where I've came from or who I am. And I'm not going to be. I think with having a daughter forces me to really feel that way because I have to be strong for her. And doing so, the things that I went through Maybe she won't have to, or maybe all that time I took to really learn who I was, maybe it won't take her as long. And maybe the time that I spent, she could spend doing something else. And so I want her to really be a reflection of me. So however she sees me, I want her to know that she's beautiful and she's worth it. One reason that I went natural with my hair instead of getting it permed and, and flatted out with the flat iron and, and burning my scalp with a relaxer kit. You know, the convenience is beautiful. Like it's just an amazing thing to wake up and just pop my, my fro out, moisturize it, and then I'm, I'm gone. So I don't have to use the curling iron or the flat iron. You know, I don't have to spritz it. I don't have to like gel it all the time. I mean, it's just, I save so much time, but the beauty of going natural was that this is my hair and I love my hair. Like I didn't even know my hair when I went natural. I didn't even know what to expect. I've never seen it in its natural state. And I wanted my daughter to really see her hair for what it was and to wear the crown. And so I'm thankful of the crown act that was passed um, in our country that forbids a company to pretty much fire you for wearing your natural hair.
for wearing your hair in its natural state. I mean, if you really think about it, isn't that crazy that you could get fired for wearing your natural hair? Now, I know sometimes it can be, you know, uh, a little wild, a little free, a little liberating. But who's to, who wants to wear straight, flat hair all the time? I mean, we're an American. We are in America. We should be able to look professional in any state. I mean, as long as you are clean, you are crisp, and you are on point, your hair is so minute to everything else that you contribute. And it's not this one view of how hair and how beauty should be. I mean, that standard of beauty is kind of out the window. I know it's out of my window because I'm going to be beautiful in any state that I choose to be in. And I'm going to teach my daughter and my sons that very same thing that they are perfect just the way that they are. And I am perfect just the way that I am. You are perfect just the way that you are. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to be politically correct all of the time. And I'm going to live my life with flaws and all. I'm going to be who I am. One thing that God told me when I was going to start coming out a little bit. I mean, I've been having kids for the past seven years. So, you know, my life has kind of been a little different. I've had to stop my career moves and focus on motherhood and taking care of my children and my family and being a wife and maintaining my household. And so focusing on myself was kind of the last uh, priority on my list, but it was always a priority. I wouldn't, you know, give it as much time as I could because I mean, I just had a baby. Having three kids in itself is a lot of time invested and you know I invest a lot of time with my kids it's not something that I take lightly I have to make sure that they are together and that their needs are met and I'm always thinking about tomorrow so it you know the time is not always there for me but I did make it a priority to write down some goals and to always have it in my mindset that this is kind of where I need to go. These are kind of some things that I need to do just to make sure that I didn't lose my purpose while I'm I'm embarking on motherhood, which is such a beautiful phase for me. I've always wanted to be a mother. So I'm not upset about that at all. I know that my career has to wait. And so I do little things um, to work towards it. But in saying that, you know, priorities are everything. And I think it took me to be in a place such as this to where I'm ready for the world. I can say, hey, this is me and I could go and do what I want to do. I could speak in a room full of people. I can tell the truth. I could tell my truth. I can be transparent. I can be vulnerable. I can hold myself to um, the standard of integrity and a standard of character. I want to treat people well and I want to, to care about people. I want to create a culture of compassion and empathy, something that we are missing. We are missing compassion and empathy. And that is the one thing that we need to do in order to accept and appreciate and embrace individual and cultural differences, not just being a black woman or a black man, but also 
an Asian woman, an Asian man, an Hispanic woman, a Hispanic man, and a white woman and a white man. We have to understand their cultural conditioning as well. And so this has to be a group effort. And we all have to put ourselves first and reflect on who we are and stand bold and stand strong and lift our heads up. Because when we feel like other people are inferior, we're really inferior. We're fearing the other person and the other side, the other group. There is little power in superiority. It's fake. It's a facade. It's not real. It's actually insecurity. It's fear. That's what it is. And so we all have a responsibility to not only grow, but to reflect on ourselves, to look at areas that we need to improve, and to make sure that we love ourselves, make sure that we've done the work that we need to do to love ourselves so that we can say, this is who I am, world, accept me for who I am. I am perfect just the way that I am. And not to say that when we're not treating other people right or when we're passing other people for our own privilege and advantage. We really need to care about each other so we can stop all this nonsense with hating a person because of their race or because of their gender. We have to understand that yes, racial differences and gender differences do exist, but there is beauty and difference. And so this is the realness of who I am, that authenticity, that you'll see time and time again is because I've grown to get there. I've shedded many tears. I've prayed many nights. I've gotten through many barriers. I've had to persevere and be resilient and find strength when I didn't think I had any. I have literally had to use my last breath to get to where I am. And so I can't stop now. I can't look back and and stop. I have to look back and keep moving forward, just like we all do. Love yourself and love your neighbor. Focus on understanding others and being nice to people. We deserve to do that. We are Americans. We have to work together. We've all been through so much, so much pain too much pain, too much pain. And I don't wanna go backwards. I refuse to go backwards. We need to make it happen right now and make it happen today because none of us deserve this, none of us. I'm tired of the statistics. I'm tired of having to prove my strength and be the bigger person all the time because of how someone treats me. We need to do better. We deserve to do better. We have to do better. Because enough is enough. This is Self Life Love with Dr. K.
Ta-da.